This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, everyone? Coach John here. Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we're trying to give you all the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. This is part two of our conversation about the truth around wrestling with back pain, okay? Today, we are going to dive deep into the exact process that Aaron and I go through to help wrestlers not only cure back pain, but keep it gone forever. All right, guys. Here we go. If you haven't listened to part one, go find part one. Join us there. But here comes part two. Enjoy this conversation. Thanks, guys. Love strong. After we spend a few weeks with that, we start moving up. We start moving up into the knees, into the quads, and into the hamstrings, guys, the hammies. So bringing your knees and a piece of the posterior chain into play is step two. After we got your tibs strong, your tibialis strong, we now have the muscle that is directly connected to your, your, your knee tendons and everything so we can get the knees um, connected to them. So we can get everything connected together, your hamstrings, the, the, your, the back, your quads in the front of the legs, the hamstrings in the back of the leg, every, all that stuff getting strong necks, pumping blood through all that stuff, getting it incredibly strong because that builds what? A powerful foundation, a solid foundation for performance strength. I guarantee you right now, no high-level athlete in pro wrestling or anywhere at the Olympics, which are going on right now, none of them are, are walking in with weak hamstrings. Nobody. Nobody's walking in. None of those performance athletes have weak lower legs whatsoever, or, or legs in general. So getting those things strong is how you maintain a performance-based sport. So how do we train these things? Like the quads, like the hamstrings, Etc. getting the knees healthy and everything. So we do step ups and we do step downs. That's something that doesn't get trained much either. I love having people step up onto a box that is either at or above their knee height with absolutely no weight at all. And for some people, they're like, wow, this is easy. And then you have them do a bunch of reps and they're like, that's not that easy. Or you have people do it and they're like, wow, a box at my knee height is crazy hard. I can't believe that. That's the standard. So getting people to step up onto something that is at or above their knee height is pretty intense. But then I like to take a box that is half that height, so something that's about their mid-shin, they stand on top of it, looking away from the box, and step down, tapping their heel, and stepping back up. So tap your heel, come back up onto the box. That is a crazy movement for people the first time. With no weight whatsoever, getting those things strong, absolutely crazy for a lot of people, but God, the results are intense. With no weight whatsoever, guys, you could do that on your, your, your step at home, outside on your porch or inside your house, or if you have you know, an upstairs, your steps, you can do that. It's a, it's a great, great way to keep, because you've already gotten your tibialis and your calves nice and strong, but you keep training them this way now because they're already strong through the proper range of motion. Now you're training your quads. Now you're training your hamstrings and putting direct work on your patellar tendon and getting everything healthy and real quick, because remember, this episode's about what? Back pain. Guess what is running down there into the backside of your knee right beside your hamstring? Your freaking sciatic nerve. And your sciatic nerve is nine times out of ten the reason you are in pain. Yep. I mean, that's why I was in pain. It's all the pressure that gets put on your sciatic nerve. And your sciatic nerve actually runs throughout your body, but the biggest, thickest bundle of roots of that sciatic nerve is from the low back down behind the knees. And that is where you get a lot of pain. If, if you have trouble bending over 
and touching your toes, like keeping your legs straight, touching your toes, a lot of guys do, but anybody with low back pain, I just said that and they winced because I, yeah. I've been there. You know, I've, and I've had my sad. I mean, I don't deal sure. with back pain every single day, for but sure. I've had points in my life mm-hmm. from messing stuff yes. up and injuries that, uh, man, that is awful. It's, like, it's, I wouldn't wish like, it on anybody. No. Yeah. So after the step ups, the step downs, we start talking about things like single leg Romanian deadlifts. And man, I say that a lot of times I work with people, I have them do it with no weight at all. Yeah. I have them do, you know, single leg RDLs is where you, you basically keep one leg straight, you put the other toe in the dirt, like you just use that as a kickstand, as a balance, like think of a kickstand on a bicycle, you're using that to keep yourself up. And then you're sliding your hands down your quad towards your knee until you get that big stretch in the back of your legs. And eventually we add weights, we add light dumbbells to that, a light kettlebell to get that strong, to get a big stretch in the hamstring, to get you strong. Not only do you get flexible doing things like that, but you get strength through that range of motion that you had. And if you strengthen as you increase your range of motion, you can stop stretching and keep that range of motion. It's, it's an amazing thing, guys. That's why just stretching on its own, I don't recommend. Stretching with strength through a range of motion, highly recommend. So another great way to train things that don't get used a lot nowadays, except for in high-level sports, are things like Nordics and reverse Nordics. And that's basically where, imagine a Nordic is where you're going to be on your knees with your ankles strapped into place, like your feet cannot move, and now you slowly lower your chest and face towards the ground and then come back up. All hamstring, and one of the most intense things you'll ever do in your life with zero weight whatsoever. Absolutely crazy. The reverse Nordic, imagine being in the same position on your knees, on the ground, and then just leaning backwards, bending your knees as hard, you know, as, as far as they can possibly go and tapping your shoulders to the ground behind your feet. That's something that I can't do. That's something that only high level athletes typically are trained in, but you start adding those in different variations. What you do is you put what a, one of those giant, um, those, those giant exercise balls, put one of those behind you between your feet and then just lean back and tap that, you know, six, six or eight range, uh, inches of range of motion. That's where you start guys. We start slow, we start from the floor up, we progress slowly over time, getting all these things so, so super strong. So something else that I bring into play at this point when we start getting into the actual quads and hamstrings is something like the sled. So you see me post, if you follow me on social media, and I hope you do, you see me post about the sled a lot. Why? Because not only do I think the sled is one of the greatest forms of conditioning, but also strength training. Because you don't have to sprint you know, like a madman with the sled every time. You can load that sucker heavy and just push it like a grocery cart. And when you do that, I promise you, your cardiovascular ability is gonna shoot through the roof, but you're also gonna be training your muscles so, so hard that you're gonna get super strong. And here's the other thing. Here's one of the greatest things that I love, especially about, about training guys, because guys are bad about this, and you've mentioned it before. Guys are bad about not, you know, getting their big toe properly stretched and flexed and yeah. everything, and their calves and stuff, ankles training and whatnot. I've been there. and. You get guys on a sled, pushing a super heavy sled, they're basically doing a big, big flex in their foot and ankle, spreading their toes apart, especially if they're using minimal shoes or barefoot. Mm-hmm. They're getting a big calf stretch, big ankle stretch, um, Achilles every single time they take a step on the sled. Yeah. I love that. I love bringing that into play. And if you're someone that suffers from low back pain and maybe squatting is an issue, maybe um, RDLs, Romanian deadlifts are an issue, they can still push a sled. You can lighten it up until they can get into a position where they can still push a sled. So they can still get some of that sensation of squatting in their quads or even a little bit of hamstring by pulling the sled. 
without actually having to bend over at all or, or hold a weight and expect to keep their head and chest up on a squat. So love the sled for that. Yeah, with the sled, if you have you know you have two rods that come uh -huh. straight up that you usually grip, and sometimes you'll have a lower handle mm -hmm. too that's pretty low to the ground. Yeah. So depending on you know maybe where your back pain is and what positions you get in, you can go you know high, you oh, can yeah. go mid, or you can go low. You and can talk adjust. About, yeah. Yeah, and talk and. Uh, especially if you're mid or low, you can really focus on getting a good, like you said, mountain climbers earlier, like really being able to oh, bring yes. that knee up and yep. then drive all the way through and get that flexion all the way through the toe. So sleds, yeah, man, sleds are awesome. And most people don't have them. Mm -hmm. and, and if they do, they don't utilize it. They don't utilize it. So, yep. but yeah, if you can get a sled, and I think you actually made a sled. I made a sled in my garage at home because, uh, and I have access to one, but I wanted one at home as well yeah. because I don't always, I'm not always at the gym every gym, day. Yeah. You do, man. You do. It makes a huge difference. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, guys, I made a sled out of a horse feed trough from the tractor supply store. I went there and I was just looking around and I saw this big plastic sloped container that I that has holes in each corner that I believe are just meant for some kind of rope so a, a farmer or, or anyone can just drag it behind them and feed animals because it has a slope on the front so it, it drags and it's hard plastic and I was like man that would slide right across gla uh, grass gravel mm -hmm. concrete anything um, it may not be crazy durable I, I bet if I use it for a few years consistently it, it'll probably start to tear up that's fine I mean you'll have it for a few years you go get you another one why because it was 14 bucks yeah guys it was 14 dollars and I took that 14 dollar um, container I looped some like paracord basically through it that I just had in my garage just laying in my garage from camping or something and then I took a toe strap from my truck and just hooked it with the little metal hook to the to the paracord, and then I just have a dip belt. A dip belt, if you're not familiar with those, is just it looks like a weight belt, but it has a chain in the front. Yeah. And I just connect that the toe strap to the dip belt. You can walk forward, you can walk backwards, you can walk anyway. But if you don't have a dip belt, all you gotta do is take a couple handles, like the like the handles on a, I mean like a TRX. If you've ever seen a TRX, something like that. Um, a couple handles, like if you do like a lat pull down. A lot of those home. Um, bungee cord uh, resistance band um, kits come with them. Yeah. You hook those handles to that thing, you can pull it, you can spin around, you can push it, or anything you need to do. You can put your hands low on the back of that sled and just push it. You know, that'd be another position if you're comfortable in that position. So you can make a sled at home, but another alternative at your gym, if your gym has an area big enough for it and they have sandbags, you can take sandbags. And you can take a weight belt like that. You can take a resistance band. You can mm -hmm. connect it to your waist. You can walk backwards, walk forwards, dragging a sandbag behind you if you've got enough space to do it. Um, that works with a plate as well. If you do that on a floor that can survive it, don't do it out. You know, don't do it somewhere that's going to tear up the floor. But especially like a bumper plate. Like if you have like a bumper CrossFit plate at your gym, and you you can drag mm -hmm. that sucker across the floor as well, just by hooking it to a belt and dragging it behind mm -hmm. you. So there are options out there, guys. Um, and that the the one that I built at my house it was shockingly affordable. I mean, most of the stuff I just had already. I bought that fourteen dollar bucket. And by the way, it's just a bucket, right? So I threw inside that bucket some mixed matched dumbbells that I had in my garage that I got from a flea market a long time ago. You know, and even a broken one that the handle is snapped off, so it's just the head of the dumbbell now. Well. Cool. I, I thought I had no use for that. Thought it was just a doorstop. Nope. It's in my sled now. So now it weights okay. my sled. But if you don't have that, man, put your put your put your kid in it. You know what I mean? Like you can make it a fun thing. Put yeah. anything in it. So 
just weight those things down with whatever you got, man. And you can get a sled at home and make some progress with that. So we talked about, we started at the feet, ankles, tibialis, the calves, the knees, the quads, the hamstrings. Now I'm going to move up even further. So now we're going to bring the glutes, the hip flexors, the core, which is part of the core, and the lower back. Everything below those things has now experienced intentional blood flow and strength training with intent, right? That's, that's, that's it, right? This is intentional. We are intentionally trying to get those things strong to survive a life as a pro wrestler. So here is where we cautiously and professionally tackle the direct source by strengthening the glutes and the back itself while also addressing, addressing your core, your abs, your obliques, everything, your hip flexors on the antagonistic side. So how? So initially, like I said just a few seconds ago, I got ahead of myself with no weights at all. We do things like the, the RDLs with no weights. We also do things like a seated good morning. I love seated good mornings. You have a seat on a box and then all you do is get your back perfectly straight. You flex your glutes into the box or the bench or the chair as hard as you possibly can and you tilt your chest towards the ground with your, your feet are out in front of you. You tilt your chest towards the ground until your back begins to compromise, then you stop. If your back starts to compromise itself and you get any rounding in your back, that's where you stop. And you just focus on strength through that range of motion before you go into a compromising position with no weight, no weight whatsoever. You get a great amount of glute control from this. You get your hip flexors involved in this as well. And you get your lower back directly involved in this. And your range of motion may be two, three inches at first. If that's what it is, then that's what we do. And we get you strong through that range of motion. And I promise you, you'll do a set and you'll be like, man, I can't go very far. You'll do two sets, you'll do three. And by the fifth set, oftentimes I'll have guys do five sets of five. The fifth set, you're like, wow, I can almost touch the ground now. Mm -hmm. It slowly starts to come to you. If you started from the ground up, from the floor up, and you strengthen all that stuff below, you can get this position pretty quickly. So... You can also use things if your gym is fortunate enough to have like a 45 degree back extension. If you've ever seen those, you'll, you, you, you hook your feet in, there's big pads that your quads rest on, you can reach over forward. Those work as well, um, but you don't need those. You can also do things like a Superman back extension on the floor where you lay on, prone on your stomach, face down, and then you lift up your chest and your toes off the ground at the same time. That's a difficult move for some people. You could even start with one side or the other. You could start with just lifting your hands off the ground, just lifting your toes off the ground until you can bring those both together as well. And you can start to directly train your lower back as long as we're doing this with no pain, slowly but surely getting healthy blood flow and strength through your low back with zero weights at all. That's something you can do at home. Yeah, any of the stuff right here that you're talking RDLs mm -hmm. or the good mornings mm -hmm. or anything, and we already mentioned it, I just want to emphasize Please. it here that start with no weight. Absolutely. Make sure you start with no weight and take care yeah. of it. And there's a ton of um, other exercises. I need to post some of these yeah, in, yeah. in the group page, so make sure you get to the group page and sign up, sure. and we'll get some of these exercises on there. But there's one that we do, um, I call it just a bent over, uh, mm -hmm. like straight leg raise to the uh, rear. Okay. So what you do is you'll find that box that's about um, up to about kind of that step up box, so sure. about your knee height. Yeah. And then you're going to stand tall. You're just going to put your hands on the box and you're going to straighten both legs out. Yeah. You're going to grip the floor with your feet 
and they're going to take one leg, yeah. still stiff, and you're going to just lift it uh -huh. straight back behind you. So you're kind of bent okay. over with your hands on the box, right? And you're just lifting one leg as far as you can, keeping it straight. What'll happen? Straight, yeah. What'll happen is your hips will want to turn out, yep. and you'll notice your foot will start angling. You want to keep it right. straight and just as high as it can go. Right. And you'll feel a nice big stretch, and you'll get a good glute contraction. And then you'll just pull it in that same line right. past. You'll go past your foot and up forward as hard as far as you can okay and you'll get another big stretch in the back now i had a lot of guys so we would do that instead of maybe glute raises and okay. some other things in there because it would it would get that glute activated but also it would get this stretch and kind of decompress right. the lower spine where we had people um having issues especially if they had that sciatic nerve issue sure but man i, I need to do a video because that one may be a yeah, little yeah, hard to a, understand i, I, with, I get uh, it but yeah for for Viewing purposes for sure, but some other people might want to yeah, see it. But, yeah, but it's that similar position as mm -hmm. the good morning or the RDL, that sounds great. right? You're, yeah. you're in that similar position, but just moving that leg independently. And you'll notice one side will be tighter than the other. Right. And um, you'll be able to kind of work that uh, that symmetry out as you uh, do each leg independently. Right. Heck yes. I mean, slowly progressing over time with like things like the seated good mornings, um, you know, you, you – and you know, slow progression, like like Aaron said, with no weight, and the progression for that may not be more weight. The progression for that may be sitting on a higher box, sitting yeah. on um, doing your RDLs with no weight, but getting lower on your shin. You know, as you progress over time, you don't have to think, okay, now I got to add weight, right? No, you don't have to. You may just add range of motion. Yeah, because when we talk strength training, because yeah. this is like, what can you do? You have to get stronger. Yes, but that doesn't mean you have to load a ton of weight to do it. For Some sure. of these muscles are smaller yeah. and they don't need any don't load need tons of to load. be able to, to I, do what I, you need. I, That's what I want, guys, because I know that you know the answer I'm giving you here is I need. You know, I told you all the stuff that doesn't work, now I'm telling you to get stronger. I want to be specific about that. I want to give you some insight onto the actual training that I give people because it's not fair for me to just be like, oh, now get stronger, see you next week. No. I want you to specifically have some of these examples like we're trying to break down here. Yeah. Um, I would love to post some videos as well. So join the group like Aaron said. I've got tons of videos of myself and other clients doing seated good mornings, doing single leg RDLs. I will post some of those as well. And uh, um, we'll get some great examples out there of stuff that you can do to get yourself happy and healthy and to actually start progressing in the areas that are causing you pain. So and not temporary relief because once you get stronger, right. everything else starts getting better. Yes, so. it's not temporary relief, guys. This is long-lasting strength for your body, for your sport. So these things take time. They take trial and error. They take adjustments. Okay, they take going from unweighted to to just increasing the range of motion to maybe finally adding some super lightweight bands or. Um, you know, and, and hopefully one day down the line, once you're out of pain and you're strong through the range of motion, we start actually adding load yeah. to create that permanent change. That's a great, great, great place to end up being. So before I move on to this next point, I'm going to ask Aaron to actually talk to us about what, tell me about, because I think this is super helpful for pro wrestlers. Tell me about your, um, so driving long distances and suffering from low back pain. Imagine pro wrestlers always driving, right? Yeah, on the so road. They're always on the road. They're constantly driving. Their back hurts. What is your trick that I love that you can do to kind of help yourself um, focus on alleviating that back pain or keeping your back in a strong enough position where you don't get into pain? Yeah, so if I have long road trips, if, any, mm -hmm. if I'm going over you know, four hours and yeah. I'm going to be in the car, um, 
then my my low back on my left yep. side is going to start hurting a yep. little bit. And I know I'm going to have to do some work when I get to the hotel or wherever yes. to kind of loosen it up. So what I do, though, is I will do just glute contraction sure. while I'm in the driver's seat. That's great, yeah. So I'll just sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to hit 100. Yes. And I'll just sit there and squeeze for a few seconds, relax, yep. squeeze for a few seconds, relax. No one can tell that I'm doing glute contraction oh, no, while no, I'm no. driving down the road. Uh, but, man, it makes a huge difference right. in that just activating because you're sitting on your, you know, your, yeah. your butt, your yeah. glutes, and the whole nothing's time. going on. So and if you will contract, it will stabilize. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll help stabilize those back muscles. It makes a huge difference for me on the road trips. One of the other things yeah. that I do that mm-hmm. if I'm taking a long road trip, usually we'll take my wife's vehicle if we're yeah. on a long road trip. So I have to readjust the seat and everything. But I always will set the rear view mirror a little higher. So I'll get in the seat. Okay. I'll sit tall with my good posture there where I want to be. And I'll set the rear view mirror up high enough that right. if, I'm, if I'm slouching, start I, can't, I can't see. That's a great trick. So yeah. I have to set up a little bit taller. And that, those two things make a huge that difference. Keeps your, that keeps your brain, like, like, you know, as you start slouching, as you inevitably will over a, a long trip, yeah. and you look up, you can't see in the mirror anymore. You're like, oh, oh, my posture's crap yeah. now. Let yeah. me fix my posture. Dude, that makes perfect sense, though. I love Love that when you told me that story off the podcast, I was like, "Oh, that's great! We, that, that would fit right in this podcast because um, it makes perfect sense too." Because all my struggles with low back pain and speaking with chiropractors and doctors and everything, I, I found I started to learn like because the worst time of the day that hey, if you're if you're listening to this and you're suffering from low back pain, here's another thing you can sympathize with. Do you wake up first thing in the morning? Is that the worst time of your day? I bet you it is because when I used to wake up first thing in the morning. I would roll out of bed and hobbled over, like 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 you know, imagine like like a ninety year old man that has never taken care of himself, crippled over, and I would lean in against the wall, like waiting for my body to finally open up to where I could actually take off walking. And I found out working with do- doctors and chiropractors and stuff that as you lay in a prone position for a prolonged period of time, blood is not flowing, you know, intensely through your body. Your heart rate is low. Yeah. You're, you're in a fast, you're sleeping, and the blood actually starts to pull. Like it starts to sink to the lowest part of your body. It's because it's just moving super slow. So it makes perfect sense what Aaron's saying, like a, a pro wrestler sitting in a car for hours and hours and hours on end, and the blood is just pooling because you're not moving, you're not promoting healthy blood flow, you're, you're not doing anything. So as you contract your glutes, not only have you got the muscles involved now to support that lower back, you are actually promoting some healthy blood flow as you do that. You are actually getting extra blood to that area as you contract your glutes. So you're not pooling and walking out of the car hunched over and in pain and then having to go do stretches or go do whatever you got to do to then you can go enjoy your, your pro wrestling event or just your vacation or wherever yeah. you're at. So that's a, great, that's a great trick, and I definitely wanted to hit that on this episode. Yeah, I know it saved me a ton of times. For sure. It's going to save you some trouble. So... As we start to wrap things up, I want to revisit soft tissue work because I, I feel like I beat it up a little bit earlier in this episode and that was not my intention, so I'm going to revisit it right now. I said that soft tissue work cannot create permanent change. Soft tissue work is, however, highly valuable when it is coupled with your strength training. So chiropractic adjustments or massage therapy in conjunction with intentional strength training is a tag team worthy of the main event and capable of creating long-lasting, pain-free life for pro wrestlers. So you do these things, like your adjustments, getting your body into the right position, like massage therapy where you're getting everything loose and you're you're getting blood flow and everything, You're, you're feeling great. You do that and then you go and you train 
through those ranges of motion, adding strength to all those great, great, glorious things that your chiropractor or your masseuse just gave to you. And now you have created some amazing benefits for your entire body. So coupling those things together, don't think you're just wasting your time at the chiropractor or at the massage therapy. Those things are great, but you got to add them in with your intentional strength training. So amazing, amazing benefits when you do those things together. So we went over a lot today. You have to understand that it takes time to create a body capable of performing as a pro wrestler pain-free. Bumps and bruises are going to happen. That's, you're signing up for that. But you can prevent chronic pain from ever happening by training with intention like any specialized athlete. And as a pro wrestler, you are a very specialized athlete. So I recommend seeking the knowledge of a specialized coach who can lead you through this process. You know, required to obtain the body that you need to sustain the lifestyle you crave to achieve the dream that you have. All right, guys, find us on Instagram and Facebook. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. Give us your email and we will send you some amazing, amazing knowledge directly into your inbox. We're doing videos every single week. You can also find us on YouTube. Join our private Facebook group where you can talk about any of this stuff. If you want to ask me specific questions about anything I talked about today or Aaron, all you got to do is ask, guys. Tag us on there and ask, and we will we will fill you in as best to our abilities. Love getting questions. Get on there, guys. It's ask great. us some questions. I love it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we are teaching you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.